Question, does God like it when we boast? And let me, I, probably, I should probably preface, it's a trick question. It's a trick question. If you boast about him, then he likes it. That's absolutely right. If we can turn in our Bibles, we're going to see exactly that um, in Jeremiah chapter 9. So I'll give you a second to turn in your Bible or Bible apps. I'm reading from the ESV. Um, love this passage. And we're just going to unpack this. Uh, real briefly today, we're going to have an opportunity to to demonstrate what we've learned today, and then we're going to worship the Lord at his table in communion and take communion together as a church today. Jeremiah 9, verse 23 and 24. This is what the Lord says. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. And let not the rich man boast in his riches. But, uh uh-oh, we got a big but. We got a but. But, let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me. That I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the heart, or in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. But let him who boasts boast in this. And and dare I say, I believe all of us should boast. All of us should boast in him. That word boast is an amazing word. It's it's the word halal. Does that that sound familiar at all? Is Is there a Christian word that we use, that we proclaim that sounds like halal? Hallelujah! That's that's the same word. That's the root word for that. Halal. And here's what it means. To make a show, to boast, and thus to be clamorously foolish. Now, this right here, this is my favorite descriptor of this word. To rave. Acting as a cause to celebrate. To rave to celebrate. We are all called to rave about the Lord. To rave about Him. To to let there be a cause to celebrate how good our God is. In this passage, we see that there are three things that we're to rave about. Verse 24, I'm going to read it again. Let him who boasts, that's, that's you, you're a boaster, be a boaster. Let him who boasts, boast in this. Number one, that he understands me. That's amazing. Number two, that he knows me. Number three, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love. That I am the Lord who practices steadfast justice. That I am the Lord who practices steadfast righteousness. His love His justice, his righteousness, they're linked. It's not three things. It's just three words that that together show that he is all-encompassing good. And that he practices these things. I love that word. The Lord's like, that I practice these things. They're not just things that are are crocheted on on a sign in my kitchen. 
I practice these things. Steadfast love, justice, and righteousness. For in these things, what does the Lord say? I delight. The Lord says, in these things, they bring me such joy. I delight in these things. Do you want to bring delight to the Lord? Do you want to bring joy to the Lord? I do. And we're supposed to rave about him. Raving about God to him and to others delights the Lord. This is one of the reasons why we worship. We come in here to rave about Jesus. We come in here to sing about Jesus, to sing about his goodness, to remind ourselves of how great our God is. This is why we sing songs to him, to proclaim his goodness, his greatness. I'm going to talk about those three things just real quick. Let them boast in this, says the Lord, that they understand me. But, but God, is, God is so big. He is, he's so multifaceted. He's so great. How can you possibly boast that you understand the Lord? I understand that God loved the world so much that he gave his son. And that anyone who would believe in Jesus, perfectly exemplifying and demonstrating the love of the Father, anyone who believes in Jesus can be saved, healed, delivered, sozo. Kara preached that message a couple weeks back. I understand this, that Jesus wasn't sent to the world to sentence us to death. He was sent to the world to proclaim life and liberty and freedom in and through him and him only. That was just a quick paraphrase of John 3, 16 and 17. Do you understand that? I'm not saying you understand all the many facets of the Lord. Do you understand something about the, the love of God? Then you can rave about that. And you can rave about the fact that I understand his love. I understand his grace. I understand how good he's been to me. I understand that God loves you. I understand that God loves me. Let them boast that I understand the Lord. Number two, let them boast in this, says the Lord, that they know me. I met NFL Hall of Famer Walter Payton one time. Spent 10 minutes with him. Gave him a ride to his hotel. Walter Payton. 10 minutes with Walter Payton. Met him. But I don't know Walter Payton. One time when I was in Tulsa, I'm in a bagel shop with my sister. And in front of us is Paula Abdul. I talked to Paula Abdul. Thought about asking her out because I was single at the time. And, and I didn't. She was really small. We talked about Cal State Northridge. We talked about the Lakers. So however long I had, I maybe three or four minutes in line with Paula Abdul. But I don't know Paula Abdul. You see, it's not enough just to say, oh, yeah, I met that person. I know him. We can rave that we know 
God. That we know him. He's not some distant foreign God. Jesus ensured that. He ensured that by his obedient and mighty work on the cross when he gave his life. And the veil in the temple, which was thick, was ripped from top to bottom, separating the divide between us and our Father so that we could know him. God takes such delight when we rave to the world a story about how we know him. Just as I could sit there and tell you about that drive with Walter Payton or that moment with Paula Abdul, how much more so can I tell you about how I know him because I've spent time with him and I know his heart and he's spoken to me and I've spoken to him. Guys, we are called to rave about the Lord. And it delights him. Did you know, even if it's just this, Lord, you're so good. Lord, let me just rave about you for a moment. You're so good to me this week. Things that should have been heavy, 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 too heavy to bear. You never let it settle on my heart. And, and there was just a lightness that defies logic. Lord, it should have been heavy, but you guarded my heart. I know him. And so I rave about knowing him. One of the descriptors of delight is this. He leans in. That's one of the descriptors of the, what that word means. He leans in. We're like, Lord, you're so good. Let me rave about you. He's like, he, lean, he draws closer. He leans in. We start telling somebody, hey, let me, let me encourage you for a second. I, I know this is something tough you're going through. But let, let me remind you who our God is. And God's up there leaning in, drawing closer to this conversation. He delights in it. Don't you love that? I love that. Number three, let him who boasts, boast that I am the Lord whose standard is steadfast love. Whose standard is is steadfast justice and righteousness in the earth. For the wages of sin is death, right? The wages of sin is death. You know what wages are? Something I earned. I worked for it. I worked for those wages. Don't rob me of my wages. I worked for those wages. I earned them. I put in the work. I put in the work that was evil and angry and ungodly. I earned those wages. And according, I deserve the consequences that come with that sin. But I don't get the results of my wages. When I trust in Jesus, I get life. I get freedom. I get forgiveness. We get forgiveness. And you know what the Lord oddly calls that? Justice. Righteousness. Because he sees it through the lens, the Father sees it through the lens of his Son, Jesus Christ. And we don't get what we deserve. So we can rave about how good God is. We can rave that God created us to be with him, but that our sin separated us from God. And that that sin can't be removed by good works. That sin... (laughs) 
can't be removed by good deeds. But paying the price for our sin. Jesus died, conquered death, rose again. He ascended. He's alive. He he spent 40 days on the earth talking and meeting and eating and being with people, demonstrating that he's alive and he's alive now. And everyone who entrusts in Christ and Christ alone shall shall be saved and have eternal life. And here's the beautiful thing. I'm not just talking about when we die. It starts now. Eternal life starts now. Eternal life is what we have now. We walk with the Lord now. We walk in joy now, in peace now. And we can rave about this. And throw out a teaser every now and then. Man, aren't you glad you don't, get, you don't get what you deserve? What do you mean? Oh, man, I'm glad I don't get what I deserve because I know what I deserve. And just let the Holy Spirit lead it. I'm glad I get grace, aren't you? I'm glad I, I got forgiveness. Psalm 34, 1 through 3 says this. I will bless the Lord most of the time. Right? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall constantly, continually be in my mouth. My soul does what? It makes boast in the Lord. My soul makes boast in the Lord. I promise you this. If you let it start here in your soul, in your mind, your will, and your emotions, it's going to carry over to your mouth. Let the humble hear and be glad. And then I love this invitation. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Let us do it together. We're going to do that in communion today. We're going to do it together. Psalm 44, 6 through 8. For not in my bow, not in my weapon, not in this area of confidence and expertise do I trust, nor can my sword save me. But you have saved us from our foes. And you have put to shame those who hate us. In God, we have boasted continually. And we will give thanks to your name forever. We're supposed to rave about the Lord. I'm convinced sometimes we're supposed to rave about the Lord just to remind ourselves. Because we forget. I mean, if one of you comes up and just kicks me in the, the, the shin right now, there's going to be us. Please don't. I saw, I saw a flinch from this side of the room. Okay? That... If someone came up and kicked me, someone came over and kicked me in the shin, I'd, I'd focus on that for a couple minutes. And then it'd be hard to focus on anything else, right? You whacked the heck out of me. It'd be hard to focus on anything else for a little while while I feel that pain. Sometimes we're in the midst of things, we're going through it. It's hard to focus on something else but the pain. But, but our folk, that's why we have to remind ourselves, we have to boast in the Lord. Lord, you're good. You were faithful yesterday. So you're going to be faithful right now. Even though it's dark and cold and stormy 
and I don't see how. You were faithful yesterday. You're always faithful, so that means you're going to be faithful in the midst of this, and you're going to be faithful tomorrow. You were good to me then, and I remember I, I didn't think you were good at the time, but now that I look back, I see your goodness all around me, and I remember that you were good then, and that you're always good, and that you'll be good now. So we rave about Jesus, even if it's to ourselves. We rave about Jesus, even if it's to, to, to him. We rave about God, the Holy Spirit. I love when the Holy Spirit, in Scripture we see that he'll remind you of all things. And I love when, when I'm sitting there working on a message and the Holy Spirit's like, ooh, what about that verse? I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit, you're awesome. You're awesome. That's so good. That's so good. Revelation, Holy Spirit, you rock. Rave. I mean, rave to him about him. He leans into that. He's like, ah. Oh. And then when we rave to him about him, I think it's so much easier to rave to others about him. I man, I've I'm still mid search. I'm still mid search. I'm not I'm not done yet. I've put in hours and hours and hours and hours. I know it's in there somewhere. That verse that says only the really outgoing people are to rave about God. I know it's in there. Right? All of us are rave about God. And I don't care if, you've, if you haven't said 15 words all week, you're still called to rave about Jesus. Let your next five words be about, about how good our God is. In a moment, we're going we're gonna to join and we're going to take communion together. But I want to do this first. I want to give the opportunity to rave about Jesus. To rave about Jesus. I did this at our Connect group on Tuesday night. I'm like, hey, who wants to rave about Jesus? And Rick, who's outside with the baby right now, Rick's like, I'll do it. He, took, he just took a minute and raved about Jesus. I'm like, oh, that's good. So who wants to just take a second, not a second, between 30 and 60 seconds, okay? Or should get the hook? Like, this is not testimony time unless it's like a 30 to 60 second testimony. Who wants to rave about Jesus? I'm serious. I'll come to you. Huh? Who wants to take 15 seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds? Thank you. All right. I, I, saw, I saw several hands. Okay. Here we go. All that I am, all that I ever hoped to be, is is in him he has saved my life he has healed my heart he has changed me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet he has set me on a path of beautiful wonderful love forgiveness and strength without him i am lost amen amen the result of that what's the result of that who felt uplifted and encouraged and, and even healed up by hearing her rave about Jesus? I did. All right, other hands. I know there was one behind me. Okay. All right, others, others like you're ready to throw that hand up there. Um, it amazes me how big he is. He created the universe. He's in control of everything. He is omnipotent, but yet he loves me. Like, personally, he know, he loves me. <laughs> and he is my only constant when everything there's storms going on everywhere he is the only thing that i can count on 
Amen. Amen. All right. Um, so, Jesus, God made the universe make sense to me. Um, other things that I tried, you know, existentialism, you would call it or whatever, none of that really helped. But Jesus made it all make sense. It gave it a purpose. And there's even things that I still maybe don't understand, but I know that those things are okay, that I'm not supposed to get them because I'm really just supposed to understand Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is everything to me. Everything. If, if I have love, it's, it's got to be his love. It's, got, it's his joy. It's his extraordinary grace and mercy and praise. Even praise is his praise because my praise is broken. Everything he is, he is absolutely in and through and weaves his way through every part of my cells. And he is worth all of my life forever. Amen. So you know what I love about, about Raven, about the Lord? Like, especially to others. Now think about the conversations we can have if we'll just ask another question. If we'll ask a follow-up question to one of these things. Hey, you said this. What do you mean by that? Think about our neighbors, our friends, who might not know the Lord. If, if they'll just be so inquisitive to ask one question, and then that, that conversation continues. I saw the movie The Jesus Revolution um, this weekend. I was alive at that time, pursuing my own goals. <laughs> our God is so good. I mean, he, he gives second chances. And so years later, I get to see what I missed, but I also see what I got from the Lord. (laughs) Our God is a God of miracles. Every day I can wake up and know that I'm going to see and experience a miracle. He performs miracles every day, and I thank him before my feet even get on the floor for who he is and for what he's done in my life. He has made things come for me that I could never even think or imagine. And that is here. And he promises even more when we go on the other side. So he is so, so good every day. And even something bad, I know that he's going to turn it around. I have that faith because he's made that promise. So even... What I what other people might say is a bad day is still a good day because God is there. And as someone else said, he's in control. I love it. That's awesome. Rave about Jesus. Rave about Jesus. There was intentionality in saying, hey, keep it, keep it short because... You don't have to have this dissertation planned. Any word that we're willing to to speak and to rave about Jesus in, the Holy Spirit will use. Twelve years ago, 2010, so 13 years ago, I was finally getting clean in my life, getting off alcohol and drugs. and um, It was a rough time, and then into November... 
ended up in the hospital ICU with an upper respiratory infection. And on the second day I was there, um, had an asthma attack. And the whole time the doctors are shoving those nebulizers, I think that's what they're called, trying to get my airwaves open so I could breathe. And I was laying in bed. At the foot of the bed was my mom, but right over her shoulder, Jesus was there. All I could see was this pair of white hands. And I kid you not, if you Google Jesus' hands, you'll see the exact what I saw. And then all of a sudden, it was pitch dark, and all I saw were those hands. A couple hours later, I opened my eyes, and then talking with my mom, I died. They told my mom that he's gone, and... Um, asked if she wanted to step out while they took care of the body. Um, praise God, I wasn't dead, but the amazing thing, I wasn't saved at that time. So don't let anyone think that, just because you're not saved, that God has nothing for you. Because even when we're at our dirtiest and our most vile, he still is taking care of us. That is amazing. Thank you, Lord. We're all called to rave about the Lord. To him, to ourselves, to others. Good job, you guys. Great job. I, I, I imagine we could go on and on, but we're going to take communion together today. Um, worship team, can y'all come on back up? The final meal that Jesus had on this earth before the crucifixion. It wasn't his final meal. It wasn't his last supper ever because after he rose from the grave, he had suppers. But it was his final meal before the cross. And it was important in many ways. You guys, communion, have you ever wondered, like, you know, that communion doesn't speak to bread. Communion doesn't speak to wine. What, what does communion speak to? Togetherness fellowship, unity. Communion is an act of sharing intimate fellowship. Heck, the synonyms for, for communion are closeness and unity. God emphasized us gathering together. Heck, the word for church that's used most often in the New Testament is ecclesia. It means the gathering. The gathering. We gather together. We enjoy a meal together. We break bread together. We minister to one another. When we take communion, we're celebrating our unity in Christ and we're celebrating our togetherness that we together are the body of Christ and we get to be used in amazing ways and he strengthens us and we're connected to him. There's two physical elements of communion, right? There's, there's the bread. There's the, the wine or the grape juice is what we have here. The bread signifies the body of Christ. Not a bone was broken, but his, his flesh was torn apart. Broken for us. And by his stripes, by the wounds that he bore, we are whole. We are healed. Jesus took on all sin. He took on all rebellion. He took on all iniquity. 
and disease and grief and shame. And he took it onto himself. So when we take that bread, those are the type of things that we are to remember. In fact, we're told, as often as you get together, do this in remembrance of me. Remember this. Don't shy away from it. Remember. Just so you guys know, we have communion available on this table back here every single week. I encourage you guys, make it a part of your worship. The wine represents his blood which was shed for us to establish a new covenant. A new covenant. It's not based on our works. It's not based on our ability to obey hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of laws. But one that's a covenant with us and God through Jesus Christ. That brought forgiveness. Forgiveness of sins, and it sets us apart into a place of holiness where when when the Father sees us, he sees us through the lens of the completed work of Jesus Christ. And that's how he can declare us holy. That Last Supper was the Passover meal that not just Jesus and his disciples, but but Jewish folks all over enjoyed that night and so we have those same elements at this table that night on the night of Passover surrounded by his friends his disciples in the upper room Jesus introduced the practice of the Lord's Supper for us as believers so here's what we're going to do it's going to take a a little bit not formal or informal just you know, we're family, you know, and so take a second, everyone get up, grab your bread, grab your juice, and then come back to the table. The worship team's going to um, lead us in a song, um, but when we come back together, then I'll come back up here, and, and we're uh, going to read a passage from Matthew and, and take communion together. So please, um, no particular order, everyone, just let's just go and grab those elements so that we can we can worship at his table together.
So let's just take a moment to remember. To remember the work of Jesus. But also to remember the, the suffering. Let's take a second to remember the purpose. The obedience to the Father and all that, that Jesus did. So that that veil could be torn. So that we would have no barrier of sin or religion between us and God. And and as we're remembering, boast in the fact that you understand God, that you understand this work. Maybe not every facet of it, maybe there's, there's still mysteries, but you understand that you are loved. You understand that He loves you now, not just then. second to rave to the Lord that you know him that he knows you Matthew 26 26 now as they were eating Jesus took bread and after blessing it broke it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body so we're just going to take a you've had that moment of of remembrance and raving, you can just receive that bread. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Church, let's take a moment and give thanks for his blood that annihilated sin that annihilated shame, that destroyed the barriers between us and God. And and because of this blood, we can freely come to the presence of the Lord at any time.
just seclude ourselves in his presence and take a moment to rave about him to him. different ways to do it and I don't think that we're supposed to limit it to today to this time to this moment but it's much more expansive than that so I just want to ask a this is a offbeat question but have you ever seen a movie or a TV show that you thought was really awesome and you shared it you really enjoyed it it was a lot of fun and you saw it on the weekend or saw it during the day and the next day at work you shared it with people at work because it impacted you, it made a difference. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard the saying, share the good news? But sometimes you're a little bit afraid to because you think that you're going to be the holy roller or somebody that is pushing Jesus. You have an opportunity today because it was pretty special. Can everybody agree how amazing praise and worship was? It was special. It wasn't just another day. It was amazing. It really was. I mean, it it filled you. The Spirit was here. And it enveloped us. Can everybody agree the word that Mark shared? That God sowed through him? was pretty amazing. Instill that in your heart. Hold on to it. This is a great movie. It was a great TV show. It was something you really enjoyed. So when somebody asked you, how was your weekend? Oh my goodness, it was amazing. We were just at church and praise and worship was off the hook. I mean, it, it just humbled me. It hit me in the heart. The word that was shared, it just blessed me. Don't be a holy roller. Don't say, you know, you need Jesus. You need it. You can if you're led to. I'm not trying to limit you. But boast in him. Boast him in your life, in your daily. And don't be apprehensive or scared when you just share what really happened. I really enjoyed this movie. This show was something I had a lot of fun watching. You should see it. I was blessed at church this weekend. It made a difference. It gave me some peace. It showed me I had grace. It gave me some joy. You can boast in it again and again. So good. Can we, can we stand up? I, I chose this picture for my graphic today because it just looked fun. Some friends together laughing, sharing, raving about whatever it is. Let's leave here with a joy 
that just remembers how good our God is. And I just want to leave us with a blessing that I leave us with every week. But let's never grow tired of it because it's, it's amazing and our God is faithful every day. His mercies are new every day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have an amazing day. And let's ready ourselves to rave about the Lord, to boast in him.